Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bubby Brister and Friends Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Mountain Dew Baja Blast. No Bubby this week. He found out how much Pat McAfee was paying Aaron Rodgers, and now he's holding us over the barrel. Uh, Welcome back, Nick. Uh, You missed last week. Yeah, I did. Good to be back, man. I was out of town handling business, but we back, baby. Yeah, uh, let's get into some topics. Did you see Josh McDaniels was fired? Jeez, I did. And that, uh, it, that hurts, man. Because he got fired, what, they're 3-5 and five right now? That's their mm-hmm. record right now? It's 3-5. and five. It's, You didn't, you made it to the halfway point of the season. What is up with Oakland with firing people midseason? They did that to um, uh, Las Vegas. That's, who? I mean, Las Vegas, yeah. All right, nevertheless, the Raiders. They did that to um, the the other head coach that didn't want to draft Jamarcus Russell, you know, and he got fired. Oh, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin got fired like three games in. He was like, I'm out. He's like, I guess I'm gone. I don't want to be here. And he was, you know, trying. Yeah, the Raiders screwed up when they should have made uh, Rich Passaccia the head coach after he took over for Gruden after the Gruden disaster. Why do all these teams, you know, and you brought up another good point there. Why do front offices do that? You know, you fire a coach midseason. The backup coach steps up and makes the team better. The players like the coach. Rich was a good coach. That happened in Carolina last year. Yeah, it happens all the time. Like, I think Campbell Campbell did that. Um, Dan Campbell did that when he was in Miami. When Rich Philbin got fired, he took over, and he was, like, having him actually, like, show something. He's like, oh, sorry, Dan, bye. And you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand that. If you have a guy, all you do is give him a little more of a pay raise, and you say, let's just give him a shot because he already has the system. He, he has the locker room. He has everything, but he may not be your face. And I understand. I don't want my head coach to be the face of my team. I want my head coach to coach. Guy, girl, I don't care. This coach. Yeah, the interim coach is like dead man walking as soon as he accepts the job. Even if he does good, you're not going to get the, the full-time job. You're also going to lose the job you had before that, whether you were offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. You're not yep. getting that back either. Nope. Um, yeah, if you're smart now, turn down the interim job. Be like, ah, no, get another sucker to do it. You're going to fire the, everybody anyway. Who's the defensive coordinator for the Panthers? Who's the guy? Del Rio. Del Rio was the head coach of Oakland. They did that to him. He was back up, and he slid in there, and they're like, nah, I don't like him. And Del Rio was good. and went to Jacksonville after that. I, don't, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand. Speaking of um, your Panthers, how do you feel about <laughs> – the defensive ends being traded at trade deadline for one traded for actual pick, another one traded for a ham sandwich and a six pack of Heineken. Yeah. The chase young return is kind of an unfortunate. If you follow the commanders though closely, like this is no surprise that both of them got traded. And also, I don't know the exact number, but, just say the commanders have sixty million dollars poured in that into their defense. It's like fifty million of that is on the front four 
which is unsustainable. They have no linebackers. They have no defensive backs. Um, they spent a third-round pick on Fidarius Mathis like two years ago, so he's another front-four guy that they got to get playing time for. So, I mean, it makes sense. Chase Young, he looks good running around out there, but he really doesn't do anything. He's kind of like empty calories. And uh, Montez Sweat, the, I don't know what the Bears are doing. They've given away a high second-round draft pick, and now you got to pay the guy. They they did this last year with Chase Claypool, and then they flipped him for a seventh. Like, congratulations on that. Christ, I forgot about that. I, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, all right, the Bears are trying to do something. And now you rob Chase Claypool. I'm like, wait a minute, the Bears are messing up. Because uh, Montez Sweat, has he ever had 10 sacks in a season? I don't 10. think so. I really enjoyed watching Montez Sweat play. I, I enjoyed watching Chase Young play, too, when he was healthy. That's another thing. Chase Young was never healthy. There are always yeah. reports about Chase Young, too, like skipping the OTAs that Chase Young was never there. And if you're going to be a leader, a number two overall draft pick in the face of the franchise, you got to go to those. I I mean, I, I don't blame you for not going. They are that's the hot. That's what you get when you draft from the Ohio State. People like him, you know, the Bosa brother, you know what I mean? Guys that they are a little larger than life. That's how it kind of works. This is the Ohio State. You know what I mean? So you, you said I, how much rep- is, you said how much are the Oakland Raiders paying um, the two um, coaches because Gruden, who was fired for um, um, inappropriate emails and text messages, allegedly, and, um, you know, Daniel's here. How, how much they got on the books for? I saw a report today. It's up to eighty million dollars that they're paying for Gruden and McDaniel's with Jesus. like a combined what ten years, twelve years on the two contracts between the two guys. The, the Gruden ten-year deal. Yeah, yeah. The Gruden ten-year deal. I loved at the time because they oh, were yeah. they were such a mess. Like, cool. You're baking in the first three years are are going to be a mess because mm-hmm. you need to clean out the roster and and get some new guys in here and then after that was when you were going to see the fruits of the labor but the email disaster took them down that, you know that's Snyder... for real no for real i kind of liked i like when gruden got hired then i started to turn my head sideways when i saw the gm get hired mr mike mayock love him yeah. on television i love him on television but he has never been a gm and you just Become a general manager because you do good analysis on NFL Network. What does that even mean? It'd be like me being hired as a strength coach because I do this podcast for <laughs> for crazy football. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, man. Yeah, I guess he was friendly with Gruden, and, and Gruden really had the final say. So Mayock was pretty much like a Gruden puppet. And, I mean, shit, they fired the general manager today, too. That, that Raiders thing is a mess. Oh yeah, and it's weird because you know when last time they were good, it's when they had McKenzie as their as their as their GM, and they didn't like him because he's like old school, you know what I mean? He's a man of color, kind of old school, and they like they were just trying to get away from him, and now you got all this happening, so it's tough. It's tough, man. It, it's tough times, and they're in the AFC three and five. You're not necessarily dead, but in that division, you're you're dead already, and then playoff spots not gonna happen either. So it's just. They're 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 gonna now they're gonna tank for Caleb. 
And they fired McDaniels and the GM late, late last night. My guess is, is they had like meetings all day and they weren't going well where the owner probably was calling for Garoppolo to be benched and McDaniels didn't want to do it. So. Correct. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it sounds about right. Because as soon as they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to still do this. And then it's like, no, no, you We don't have any faith in your offense. Now you're the offense guy. You're the head coach. We have no faith in you now. I mean, Adams was coming out against him. Hey, how you feel? I don't know. It's not my job to figure out the offense. What the hell? You know what I mean? That is, that does not sound like team camaraderie. And he uh, went he went down fast. As soon as he got fired, they literally, like, maybe an hour later, it's like, yeah, uh, they're starting uh, O'Connell now. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. It's like, that's tough. And he, he, Jimmy got paid. Yeah, Mark. Jimmy got paid. Yep. Yeah, Mark Davis seems like he's really in over his head here. He Great job getting the city of Las Vegas or the state of Nevada or whoever paid for your Death Star out in the desert, but – on-field stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. What else? Okay, yeah. So this is kind of convoluted, so you really got to pay attention here. Oh, Lord. Including Will Levis, DeAndre Hopkins has caught the first career NFL touchdown pass from four different quarterbacks, which ties an NFL record. Can you name the four quarterbacks – that DeAndre Hopkins has caught their first touchdown pass from. Four? <laughs> four people? There's four. Uh, we got Watson. Um Yeah. Yeah, uh, what's it what's the dude? Um he uh man, he was a tall drink of dude, man. Tall tall white dude. Um he was there after Watson went down. He was the Houston Texans like starting quarterback and he was starting quarterback last year. And, you know, um forgot his name. Um is, I'm gonna um, give this to you. Be- Am I am I describing Tom, him though? Yeah, I think so. I think we're on the same page here. Tom Savage, is that who you're thinking of? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not him. You gave me that one. Thanks. Um, not thinking Tom Savage at all. That was like to who? That must must have been a yeah. one one and done game. He was in there one time and gone. Now remember, Will Levis is also on the list. So, and I blew the Tom Savage okay. call. All right. So it's the. Are you thinking of Ryan Mallet? No. It was a Houston Texans quarterback last year. He's he was actually pretty good um, the year before, and they were like, "All right, give him a full chance." And then he just like flamed out, like he just couldn't get it going last year. Tall white boy. I forgot his name. What's his name? Give it to me. Give me the third one. Go do it. Well, the fourth one because we got Levis, I blew Savage, and you got Watson. The other one is Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Wow. He said blue savage. But I mean, um <laughs> <laughs> But I mean the um no Case Keenum, wow. Case Keenum was a Texan? Okay, all right, fair enough. Okay, okay. So um, here's a part two to the question. Can you name the wide receivers he tied for the record of catching the most first career touchdown passes from four different quarterbacks? Ew. Brandon Cook's on that list? He's been around. Nope. That's a good guess though. Yeah. <laughs> He's been around, man. Uh, Sammy Watkins. One is a Hall of Famer. Whoa. Um, uh, four? Hall of Famer wide receiver? Um, all right, so is it your boy Andre Risen? Nope. Nope. For the show. Chris Carter. Nope. Uh, One team. Jay Rice? 
Nope. Uh, be his son like, plays. His uh, son is a, a hot prospect uh, for next year's draft. I don't. Know his son's well. name is Marvin Harrison Jr. Wow. Wow. Marvin Harrison caught 440 people? Yeah. I didn't know he if played with that many get, different quarterbacks. Right. So if you can get three of these, I'll I'll donate to a charity of your choice. Fair enough. And I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm just surprised because, like, you're talking about Payne Manning, probably Chris Painter. And then um, I can't uh, think of anybody else who, like, actually played that allowed Payne Manning allowed to play. Because Chris Painter played pretty much the whole year, and then it was like another person jumped in there, and then he left a little after that. And then he's probably, we're talking about a quarterback before Payne got drafted. So then I don't know that either. So Good pull with Painter. You, you're, you didn't get it right. He's not on the list, but good pull. I totally forgot about that guy. <laughs> good pull. One, one guy took the Browns to the playoffs in like 2003. He was a career backup for the most most – most of his career. Jeez. Tim Couch? Ke- Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. Hey, friend of the show. The other guy has a name you might remember, but a game you will forget. Jim Sorgi. Jim Sorgi. Oh, no. And m- maybe if you were a college fan, I do not recognize the name at all. Okay. Kerwin Bell. Kerwin Bell. Pfft. Yeah, that's a good one. Kerwin. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So the next guy went to Ohio State in the 90s. He was a first-round draft choice by the Seahawks. Seahawks wide receiver. No. 90s? Early 90s. Ohio State Seahawks. Played for the Cowboys. Terry Glenn? No, but you're on the right path, though. Yeah. Is it like um, not Irving, but the guy that – it's not – it's not Michael Irving, but it's like somebody else. It was this other guy. He was, ugh, I can't think of his name. Just go ahead. He was, he was really fast. Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. Oh shit! I thought Joey Galloway got drafted in the early nineties. Yeah, it had to be right. Let's look. Like what? Joey Galloway would play for. I would say he played for Tampa back in like 07. <laughs> <laughs> he ran a four three. <laughs> yeah, he's fifty one. I'm like, damn. Joey Galloway, Joey Galloway is one of the rare breeds of guys that, like, once he's fast, he's forever fast. D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Hall is one of those guys. He's fast, forever fast. Like, Josh Cripps was yeah, fast. Yeah, Galloway. But. Round one, pick number eight, 1995. Okay, okay. All right, that's, that's mid-90s. All right, okay, okay. I would never guess Joey Galloway, but Joey Galloway, love him. Great, great dude. He's on like. Can you ESPN. name the quarterbacks he caught this first four, first touchdown pass from for four quarterbacks? Um, I one of them is a Buccaneer quarterback. You know, um, I would yep. say it's either is either is Chris Sims, or nope, it's not Chris Sims. Then it would be um Josh Freeman. Nope, not Josh Freeman. This um, guy, this he's a former Steeler also. Oh, former Buck, former Steeler. Bruce Gradkowski. Oh, Bruce, the journeyman. You know, you forget about him because he's a former Steeler, former Buck, former Bengal. I mean, he's been around, man. He's uh, playing in Toledo, from Toledo. And 
the next guy was a former minor league baseball player. He actually came up on last week's episode that you weren't here for. Hmm. Nah, go ahead and give it to me. I don't know it. Former Cowboy Chad Hutchinson. Chad Hutchinson? The Chad. That's impressive. And the man. next the next one is um former Lion, former Cowboy. His son was arrested last year. John Kitna. John Kitna? Oh, man, I know his son got arrested. John Kitna is forever, like, you know, I, I remember the year the, the, the Lions went were at six and, like, one or six and two. And they're like, yeah, baby, it's the best year. And then they ended, like, six and ten. That was just because ESPN was, like, they uh, – Berman, like, hitched his wagon onto the Lions that year. And then they were so bad. He was so sad. Keep counting all the losses they had at the end of the season. But my man played a good. He had a good. He had, you would look at him. He had a good career because he played for quite a bit of teams. So there's one more here. A former Miami Hurricane Heisman Trophy winner in 1992. Drafted in the seventh round of 1993. Hmm. No idea. I was watching Gino Toretta. Gino Toretta. Sound like a mobster. Gino Toretta. That's when I knew the NFL was tough when I watched this guy kick ass in college for like four years and then he got to the pros and nobody cared. Look, it's not even like that. I hate to go on this tangent, but college basketball, college football, and NFL football are just hella different. One last topic here the Bills signed Leonard Fournette to the practice squad. Do you think he'll win a Super Bowl ring or contribute to the Bills at all? Well,. The question is, you would know a little better than I would. What does the Bills running back depth chart look like? Oh, God. It's James Cook, who I have on Fresh Meat. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Damian Harris got injured. Looked pretty bad a couple weeks ago. He got carted off the field. And I guess Latavius Murray just keeps getting stuffed at the goal line from what I heard. Like <laughs> He had like four plays in a row. They just got stuffed. Well, if they're bringing in, if they're bringing Leonard Fournette in to be a blocker, then he's great. He'd be a fantastic blocker, because my man is, is he weighs at least as much as I do, and that's not good, because <laughs> I think he's like <laughs> I think he's like two thirty, I think he's like two thirty, two forty. Like we're talking um, Eddie Lacy vintage late Ooh. years. Yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're talking. Okay, Lenny went showed up last year at Tampa a year earlier. That with Tom Brady as his quarterback, thinking I'm gonna win a Super Bowl. I'm like, bruh. Um, so he, he, unless he spent a lot of season, a lot of these months, last six months, losing weight just to run, but he has no speed. His legs are shot, man. He it, it isn't LSU Lenny anymore, dog. Um, like James Cook is way faster, way more explosive than he is. Just James Cook is smaller, so he can't block. So that's the thing. That's why I got to let Chavis Murray. He could block. Yeah, yeah. Fournette will catch some balls. Where's Where's Fred Jackson at, man? Just get Fred Jackson off the couch. You know what I mean? Fred Jackson was he was a a devoted Buffalo Bill running back, and if he brought him back, dude, the locker room loser shit, they'd be excited. He's got to be like fifty now, right? He's got to be at least like forty five, forty seven. <laughs> but you know what? He could he could tote the rock. Yeah, he was fun to watch play. Uh, all right, you ready to get into some box scores? Let's do it. 
first up is us. Buck, what you think? That's you. I'm Fresh Meat. I won this game 108-91. Nick, what happened? Um, a case of unfortunate events. That's what I would say about my box score there against you. Um, I played the wrong person. I mean, you could say you say you played the wrong person too. You got a chance to win as well. So it's uh, it's tough. You know, I'm I'm on a shame spiral in this league. Um, <laughs> even even in our six person league, I'm in a shame spiral. And this other league I'm in, I'm actually doing all right. I'm kind of cruising into a playoff game, so that's good. But it's um, I'm taking up the rear right now, and hopefully, uh, I made some moves. Uh, with waiver wire to try to catch up. Yeah, neither of us deserve to win this game. Um, I left Jalen Waddle on the bench. He had a season-high 25 points. You left Javante Williams on the bench. He had his best game of the season, 27 carries, 85 yards, 28 points on the bench. Calvin Ridley, 14 points on the bench, 83 yards receiving. Um, the best player in this game for either of us was Tyreek Hill. He's on pace for 2,155 yards, which is crazy. Uh, you know, um, I hope he does hit 2,000. You know, I'll take a losing season, but calling out my draft pick and what I see he, he he would do back in August and do it now would be awesome for me. I'll I'll live with that, you know. Um, I've made some wholesale changes, though, after this loss, though. I have cut Pickett. I've cut Robinson. I've cut Jameis uh, Williams, you know. I've picked up uh, Taylor Heineke. Uh, what I've been calling for weeks finally is happening, you know. And I picked up um, a couple other. I took the flyer on the the New England rookie wide receiver with Ken Bourne going down. Yeah, there are no quarterbacks left. I have Jared Goff on a bye. I played Goff. He got 19 for me against you. You played Stroud. He only got 15. I needed a quarterback for next week with Goff on a bye and Kyler Murray's not ready to return. Uh, so I picked up Gardner Minshew. There are no quarterbacks left. I've never seen quarterback this bad in our league because we have like a safety net built in for quarterbacks with our two two quarterback limit on mm-hmm. rosters, and it is a shit show out there for free agent quarterbacks. You know, um, even like other teams, like with Kirk Cousins going down, Arizona traded Dobbs to Minnesota. Where I heard Jameis Winston was actually in the talks, and then the Saints backed out. Come on, man. I like watching Jameis play. I, I would have I liked to see him try and fling it around up there. With with Jettis? Oh, that would have been awesome. You know, he would have been just chucking it. So, I have Cam Akers on my team. You have Alexander Mad- Madison. Neither of them really did anything. But are you worried about Madison just – fully getting phased out, especially now with no quarterback. Like, teams are going to be able to stack the box against the Vikings, I think. Well, it's not him getting phased out. Just the offense is going to be anemic now. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think his carries are going to go up. And, you know, um, Cam Akers came in, and he did get the – he had 19 yards, but he also got the goal line touch. Where Massa gave you 10 points, but also – he was a little more versatile throughout the game flow itself because he has 16 carries along with one catch in that game. So it, it's Minnesota's offense was high scoring and now it's just bad times. They're in they're, they're in for tank for Caleb now. 
I had survived Ken Walker's worst game of the season in this victory. He only got nine points. Do you have any other notes here? Jonathan Taylor did okay for you, 95 yards on only 12 carries. If he had more touches, he could have had a monster game. Oh, yeah. You know, um, only thing I note is, like, uh, Mike Evans, he is uh, he is on verge. I think he's never in his career been a, like, a must-start. But he's a must-start now through the fact that he averages at least seven targets a game. But the problem is you average seven targets but only get, like, three catches. That's a problem. <laughs> and then for your – that's a problem. And then for your team, um, you picking up uh, Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, He's a big deal in Detroit. Big deal. Quiet. He, he's doing what Hutchinson couldn't do, really. Yeah, Hawkinson. Yeah, he's doing it way cheaper. He's the third-ranked tight end. Um, he's up to 93.7 rostered. I wonder what that was after drafts in the summertime. I, I it really bet low. it wasn't over 30%. Yeah. 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 And then you had played Tank Dell over Ridley and Javante Williams. Were you trying to get that C.J. Stroud Tank Dell stack over the Panthers, thinking they were going to blow him out? Yeah, it was the first game back for Tank Dell after his concussion protocol, so I thought maybe this would be a situation I could um, I could really take advantage of. Uh, Ridley actually caught the ball this game and made some moves, so I'm kind of mad about that. But oh well, like you said, that's the problem when you have too much depth. You pick you play the wrong ones at the wrong time. Yeah, sometimes it's easier if the decision is made for you with injuries and bye weeks. Uh, on to the next game. We'll go to Mile High Salute versus Sweetness 34. Sweetness 34 won this game for his second win of the year, so he's tied with me and you for with two wins down at the Woo-hoo! bottom. <laughs> this was a 138-130 to 130 score. Mile High Salute falls to 3-1. and one. Um, Lamar Jackson, he followed up his MVP performance from a week earlier with a dud against the Cardinals, only 17 points, only 174 total yards. And then Joe Mixon had another solid week, 25 points. Um, He's quietly been pretty good. When you draft him, you want more, but at the end of the year, he's always there as like a top 10 to 15 back. Yeah, you know, Mahai, he has a – a plethora of running backs with Joe Mixon and the Arizona running back. He got Matt Breida. <laughs> he got Brian Robson Jr. Royce Freeman. Like he has so many running backs on his team. Um, it's always a bad look when uh, Jordan Love outperforms Lamar Jackson. So that is that's <laughs> that's recipe for that's recipe for disaster. Um, for sweetness for Brock Purdy, three hundred and sixty-five yards and one touchdown. It's crazy. Um, you like Dejan, um, Bijan Robinson actually played good for him. He felt better. Um, Addison is coming. He's a legit dude. He's a legit dude. Yeah. He's legit. And uh, we'll see Kittles, if that. Well, yeah, if it holds up. It, it will, so what happens right. if Jetta comes back? He should accept role number two, but continue to keep playing with doing, but be like supplement him, and now you have a good team happening. Um, George Kittle, though, has been one of his best games this year, minus the t- no touchdowns, but nine catches for 149 is tough. Yeah, uh, Sweetness 34 played that Purdy to Kittle connection again. They combined for 47. Bijan should benefit with Heineke and for the Falcons. He, he should be catching some dump-offs. 
Uh, Aaron Jones continues to stink. Like, if his name were Aaron Jones, he'd be droppable. Yeah, they're look. Uh, Green Bay's gonna move on from next year. So, um, mm-hmm. right through a bitch where guys. Speaking of Green Bay, Christian Watson is on Mile High Salute. Mile High Salute traded DeAndre Hopkins for Christian Watson earlier in the season, and Christian Watson is the 85th ranked wide receiver. He's averaging 6.6 points a game. Just a tremendous flop. A lot of people thought he was going to have a, a breakout year. I think he's having a, I think he's having a sophomore slump. He has too much talent to be this bad. Because he showed it last year, to... so... Yeah. Yeah, Green Bay is headed for a huge rebuild, I think. Uh, safe to say Brandon Saquon Barkley trade isn't working out, though. When the two guys he got back were on the bench in this game for him, uh, Brian Robinson and Romeo Dobbs, they did combine for 24 points, but yeah. he was probably looking for one of them to have a breakout year, and I don't think he's going to get it. Hmm. Okay, well. I mean, you live and you learn, right? You live and you learn. Yeah, and then one last note. Brandon Ayuk had over 100 receiving yards for the 49ers. So on to the game of the season, maybe, between Smash Hawk and Punishers. Punishers are 4-4. Four and four. They've lost two in a row. Smash Hawk goes to 7-0. and oh. This was a 199-194 victory for Smash Hawk. He was dead in the water going into Monday night. I can't believe he came back and won this game with 22 points from the Detroit defense. Uh, you know, I watched this game, <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is amazing. going to lose. This is kind of cool to talk about. Holy crap. Just the scoring output on these two teams. And I feel bad because if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm just thinking, like, I should have started Lockett over Kurt, um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk with that eight points. Is so trash, or even Jacoby, or Jacoby Myers, Myers. Yeah. with two points. Ceedee Lamb career best game, you know. Um, Travis Etienne just continues to be an absolute demon. Um, Austin Eckler and Herbert, you gave me a dose of that in the other league, you know. Um, you know, just <laughs> combining for sixty points, you know. Um, even with Dak giving his best performance this year. Josh Jacobs with solid game. Brees Hall showing up to what he could do. Jamar Taste, 10 catches, 100 yards, literally averaging a 10 yards a catch, which I'm yeah. waiting for Higgins to show up because Jamar Chase can't be on this kind of tear and going to let him do it, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just 22 points for Detroit defense because Las Vegas was that trash. Um, it's just crazy. It, it just, mm, wild times. Yeah. The top four guys for Punishers combined for 136 points. That's Herbert, Eckler, ATN, and C.D. Lamb. Um, 28 from Eckler, 33 for ATN. Is there a better fantasy backfield in our league? Is, I, I'd be hard-pressed to name one. No, there isn't. Like, Tampa Bay, you may have lost this game, but next week you're not going to start. You're, he's not going to start Jacoby Myers anymore. He's done starting him. So I I I I think yeah. he is. I think he is. So I mean he still has Zach Moss on the bench. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he had Jacksonville defense with nineteen points on the bench. 
I mean, he thought Baltimore defense was going to put up a better... I mean, I get it. I'll start Baltimore for Arizona as well. But for whatever reason, Baltimore plays down to their competition. So it's... Um, but I don't think you're going to uh, scoring output like what C.D. Lamb did right there. You're not going to get that every week. 12 catches? Come on, man. You're not getting that every week from him. Because, I mean, how many targets do you have that game? He had 14 targets. He was catching at 80% rate? That's not that's not CD Lamb I know. So Dak scored forty and CD Lamb scored forty, so they basically canceled each other out here. The yep. Punishers are too good to be four and four. Uh Herbert had a huge bounce back, thirty five points after only fifteen last week. Um Smashhawk's roster though, he's gonna get Justin Jefferson back. I mean, we'll see how he returns from the injury and the decline in quarterback play he's going to experience but he that's going to be huge for him he's already seven and zero. he also picked up justin fields who sweetened the 34 had dropped a couple weeks ago and stashed him on the bench that could be huge come playoff time yeah that fields could be is a fantasy huge. wrecking ball yeah he can he explode but he could also bust too so they either watch out mm-hmm. for that hawkinson is the number two scoring tight end with with 20 this week um yeah, he's going to take a hit with Cousins out also. And then one last note, Brees Hall, only 17 yards on 12 carries, but he caught six balls for 79 yards and a touchdown. He got 24 points. I think it's safe to say I got fleeced on my Terry McLaurin for Brees Hall trade. That was not, not smart. I'm going to fire my GM. You know, Rashad White had a stat line very much like Brees Hall. That's what's – I think that's the more enigma that he has two running backs that pretty much did kind of the same thing where Rashad White had 39 yards rushing, but then he went ahead and, like, take in um, receiving 7 for 7 for 70 yards. So <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> these, these running backs are wide receivers, low-key. Yeah, on to the next game. We got New Day Co-op versus the Renegades. These are two teams going in opposite directions. The Renegades are 4-3. and three. They've won three in a row. The Renegades are 5-3. and three. They've lost three in a row. New Day 174, Renegades 113. Huge win for New Day. They are certified contenders now. 33 from Tua, 39 from Jamar Gibbs. Breakout game. You have to be patient with rookie running backs. And I'm not a believer. Like Gibbs is going to pay off. Not a believer. I'm not a believer. Not a believer alert. Who, who would you rather he, have? Who, would he, who did he do that against? Las Vegas. Vegas, who just fired their head coach. <laughs> they let this guy, this little dude, run around on him. I don't trust it. I'm not, don't buy the stock yet. Don't buy the stock yet. Who would you rather have, Bijan or Jamar Gibbs? I'd rather have Bijan then. And fantasy? And fantasy, yep. And if I was running a team, I'd rather have him. Well, Absolutely. either way, uh, Gibbs, 39, 152 yards, a touchdown, uh, 39 points. He got a solid 11 points from Craig Reynolds, his Detroit Lions backfield mate, 74 yards. Uh, He did have a fumble, though. Um, He got Diggs, Garrett Wilson, and Andrews. Nothing spectacular, but all solid, 16, 17, and 14 from the three of them. Here's where the game fell apart. Fantasy special teams. I define that, I've said in the past, defense, kicker, head coach. That's that's our fantasy special teams. New Day had 35. Renegades had five. 
That's that's tough, man. Because he got that he had a Niners he has a Niners head coach that gave him the negative ten. You you start Niners head coach because you're assuming the Niners can beat the Bengals, but I guess in reality it's not not with the way the Niners are going so far. They lost Hobby to row three, two or three. Yeah, three, I think. Uh, 39 points from Hertz. That's about it for Renegades here. Uh, Damian Pierce continues to fade. He only had eight points. He has a Q next to him right now. So add that to the injury woes that Renegades is facing at running back. He lost Chubb for the season already. Me- Metcalf having a very uh, soft year. Yeah, very him too. Year. Yeah, this Gino was not sustainable as a like a fantasy-relevant quarterback. Pittman you know, scored um, a touchdown. You know, Pittsburgh defense continues to give give up good points there. Um, his he had no kicker action, just one extra point. That's it. That's it. That's literally it. That's not good. Um, Gabe Davis yeah. had a solid twenty three though. Julio he has Julio Jones with the one catch for eight yards, <laughs> the touchdown, and so a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the touchdown relevancy. He should get David Montgomery back after the bye. Hopefully that'll help him out. Um, yeah, Gabe Davis on the bench in place of Roshan Johnson in the flex spot. That was not a good move. And on to the next game. We got Chicken Salad Sandwich versus Dead Money. Chicken Salad Sandwich falls to 4-3. and three. Dead Money, he's scraped up to 4-4. Four and four. You know, good for him. He's up to 500. Um, the first quarterback drafted was Josh Allen, and he was huge again here for Chicken Salad Sandwich. 39 points. He's the number one ranked quarterback, so he got that right, I'd say. Yeah, he got it. He got it right. He, yeah, he got it right. Yeah. And then My- Miles Sanders, rest in peace. You are dead. Benched by the lowly Panthers. Zero points here. Zero yards. Poor one out for Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Miles Sanders is um, done. Cole Komet, though, 10 for 79. You got to stand up for that. That's all right. Yeah, and Josh Downs again, seven catches, 72 yards, 14 points. You know, he has Cleveland's D-hop with eight points. Um, Kirk Cousins, IR, he's just going to have to drop him. He's gone for season. And um, Cooper Cooper Cup struggled to find points for the second week in a row, and now Stafford's hurt. Yeah, that's, that's it's, it's a sad time in L.A. They might have to start thinking about blowing it up. Yeah, yeah, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl win. Uh, on the bench, A.J. Dillon, um, he only had 11 rushing yards, but he did catch five balls for 41. And then Devin Singletary, 10 points, you know, not bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, solid with that. Yeah, yeah. And dead, dead money. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith, twenty-two points. Tony Pollard, ten. Barkley, twenty-nine. Devontae Smith, he finally came back to life. Seven catches, ninety-nine yards, touchdown, twenty-two points. You know, um, Barkley is the only thing New York Giants got going for him. That's literally it. He's it. There's nothing else. On that they had offense s- at all. Seven passing yards in this game. <sighs> That's really bad. You know. I don't yeah, like Russell, I'm speechless. It's this is NFL football. He lucky his head coach didn't get fired. 
You get fired for that. That's shit. 1940s NFL football. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. You do. You get fired for that shit. Uh, Derrick Henry looks funny in the flex spot. I know it's just his, the way his roster is constructed, but it still looks funny. Yeah. You know, maybe solid again. I didn't think Der- I didn't think he was going to do as well, especially with um, Will Levis started. But I guess the pocket. I guess the they load the box, and then he still did what he did. And then Amari Cooper on the bench with 14 points. I continue to be wrong about him. On to the next one, Boy Scout Trombones versus Pit Sweat. Pit Sweat lost. Uh, this is kind of an upset. Pit Sweat falls to 5-2. and two. Trombones have won two in a row, 146-128. to 128. Joe Burrow, 39 points, three touchdowns. He's back. Yeah, I, I would mm, – I, uh, uh, uh. I guess he's doing he pretty back? good. Let's see. Let's he back. Look, I, I guess. I guess he might be back. Let's he might be back. Let's 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 wait to see a little bit more. I mean, he um Devonta Adams and Puka are gone. They have checked out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Gus yeah, Edwards Adams is sure. Gus Edwards is back. Like eighty yards, three tutties. Yeah. He's back. Sixty combined points the last two weeks. He could be a league winner in that Baltimore offense. Yes, absolutely. Um, Adam Thalen, just a little engine that could, chugging along. You know, I mean, he'll get a cool thousand this year, chilling. Um, D. Johnson's kind of surprised me there for Pittsburgh with eight for 85. Sam Howell with the monster 45, almost 400 yards throwing. He looks so good. Four touchdowns. It, that, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Eric Bienemy, he's the reason. He's the guy. I call that. D Hop and his mysterious four catches for 128, three touchdowns. Yes, it's a good old Randy Moss Dallas Cowboy stat line there. <laughs> you know, that's what that is. That's just, eh, I'm here to throw catch touchdowns. Uh, we're piss wet. Uh, what else? Um, what else you got to say about? Oh, uh, well, I was gonna say. Well, Thielen eight catches on 11 targets. It's only his third game this season without a touchdown. Kelsey, no Taylor Swift in the house, no touchdowns, and Fair. then. Um, yeah, I I just want to talk about Sam Howell for the next hour. It, it was he was incredible. <laughs> um, we're piss wet. Uh, Mahomes' worst game of his career. Um, this bad three turnovers. It was the reincarnation of uh, James Winston over there. Um, Alvin Kamara though, thirty-two points, really solid. AJ Brown, he set a record now for X amount of games with at least one hundred twenty-five yards catching. So good for him. Chris Olave, um, DOI driver, here. Um, nine. Kyle Pitts, six points. Good. Um, you know, Maddie Gay strong with ten points there. Jerry Judy showed up for two for fifty. But arrest not not much worth talking about there. Yeah, the head coaches made a difference here. Without our head coach option, uh, this is a one thirty eight to one thirty six win for Pittsweat. Uh, nothing on the bench really to get excited about for Pitt Sweat. Uh, Kamara is the 11th ranked running back, and that's with missing the first three games. He gets past the ball a lot, so he has a lot of fancy option points there. Yep, so that's it. Um, you got a fantasy Hall of Famer? Fantasy Hall of Famer. So, I hate to say it, and I know y'all don't like him. He's absolute villain. But it's time to give this man just for fun. Two minutes, this man's roses, Antonio Brown. So, Antonio Brown's my fantasy Hall of Famer this week. 
from 2013 to 2018, that man had a streak of all pros every single season. He had at least 60 touchdowns. And from, from 2013 to 2018, these are his yards per year. 1499, 16 and 98, 1834, 1233, and then 1297 is last year in Pittsburgh at age 30 doing that with 15 crew high, 15 touchdowns that year. Absolute monster. He is absolute um, CTE case. Um, but fancy wise, he is fancy. He is fan- he's Tyreek Hill of the 2010s. Yeah, he was really fun to watch play. It's unfortunate the way he's torpedoed his uh, reputation and talent. Um, he, you got the feeling nobody worked harder than him. I think fame broke him also. In addition to Von Fontes Perfect, uh, yeah, he just fame ate him alive. I think he never adjusted to it, and it made him a monster. He also ran the Albany Empire arena team into the ground into the this ground. year. Did you read yes. that story? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't it's paying guys. ridiculousness. He fully bought it and then stopped paying guys. He said he bought, he sold tickets saying he'll play football there, and then he sold the tickets. People were showing up, and he never showed up. Like, what? Yeah, it was funny watching him play for the Bucks in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs when Le'Veon Bell was on the Chiefs and Brown was on the Bucks. It was like, Steelers fans were just looking at this like, how are these two dudes in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, can't take his talent, though. That man, he, he catching a football, he knew how to do that. And he could run a route. Yeah. But he could run a route. And he wasn't a tall guy either, so that's what's crazy. He, he made, in a world where he had Megatron and everything else, tall, Larry Fitzgeralds and all that, he was Julio Jones. He was... Right up there, you would say that he's either number one or number two wide receiver around those guys, but he's absolute nutcase. So that's all I got. Yeah, sixth round pick, number one ninety five overall. Uh, yeah, hats off to Antonio Brown on what could have been an even better career. You left a lot on the table. Uh, epic way to end it, though, running, ripping off your shirt and <laughs> running through the back of the end zone into the locker room. Crazy, absolute madness. All right, so, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody. We'll be back to cover week nine. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. See you all later.